Welcome guys to the Christian Podcast 101 and we're here for another episode. Um, last week's last episode that we did was really good, so I hope you enjoyed it. But today we're back with another episode. This one is about the battle of the mind. So the battle of the mind. Uh, before we start, let's introduce the guest. Hi guys, my name is Bellor, also known as Gifted Fells. Hello, my name is James. I am Elliot. Welcome, guys. Welcome, guys. Cool. So, today's question or topic is the battle of the mind. So, the first question I want to ask you guys is that what is a mind or how can you define what a mind is? <laughs> what is a mind? How can you define what a mind is? <laughs> he knows. He's a psychologist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you go first. Well, this is the million-dollar question. I mean, okay, depending on what perspective you want to look at it from, so maybe like in the common world perspective, like psychologically, the mind is the workings of the brain. So mm. um, it's to do with our, our memory, um, our perception, mm. stuff like that, the basic things, like that's what allows us to function in the world. Mm. Um, if you wanna talk about biblically, again, that's a really complex thing, I guess. Cause for example, when we see in scripture, sometimes the word heart used, mm it can be synonymous, like it can be mind. similar to the same. Oh, yeah. It means mind. subconscious of the mind. Yeah. Right, yeah. so um, I guess when we're talking about mind, we're literally just talking about um, thoughts, feelings, mm. emotions, mm. and the way we, so it's, it's, it's that immaterial part, like that thing that isn't physical about you, your mind mm. is, you know, what you use to interact with the physical world. Mm. That's what I would say. Yeah, with me personally, I'll say that, well, your soul is made out of three components, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Your mind, your will, and your emotions. Mm. And I got that from Mars Monroe, innit? Yeah, your mind, your will, and emotions. Um, but, so in terms of your mind, yeah. So your mind is what, it's like, it's what you use intellectually, so logically. So, for example, like one plus one is two, two plus two is four. So, and um, your mind, your will, your will is your choice that you make every single day, your decision you make every single day. And... For your mind, your will, and emotions. Emotions is like your feelings, as Elliot said, like how you sympathize, how you're compassionate, like how you help people. You got to say that's based on your emotions. So yeah, your mind, or not your mind, your, the soul is made of three components: your mind, your will, and emotions. But yeah, below. You've just taken it out of my mouth, but I think I'd say the mind to me is like another world that no one else sees. Mm. It's kind of like it's your own world. Is the real you mm. type of thing to an extent though to an extent because there's certain things people battle with in their mind mm. that isn't them like mm. they don't they don't like it yeah but it's in a whole nother world that some people genuinely just don't understand that's how the mind is to me okay james yeah i agree with all of you lot um i'll just say i think the man i think there's two minds i think you have the subconscious and conscious mind mm. which you would know even um Conscious mind, obviously, like your brain, the cognitive and stuff. And then you have your subconscious, which is the heart, where you see in the Bible, like Elliot said, it can see, you can see where it's interchangeable. Heart mm. and mind can be interchangeable in the Bible. So, yeah, you have two different sorts of minds. So, mm. yeah, subconscious and conscious. Okay. That's good, man. Cool. So the, the next question I want to ask you is that how do you control your mind? Or, control. Yeah, control. Like, for example, how do you manage your mind? For example, let's say that your thoughts are running wild. How would you control it? How would you even steer it to the, to the, word, to the word of God? How do you make a man still? I can't make it still. You can't make a man still? 
I can't make it still, but I can calm it down. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, um, I think what I do is panic first. Okay. Then I cry. Okay. And I talk. Okay. That's how I kind of calm my mind down and keep it still. And obviously, when I talk to people, it's not people that don't really know what they're talking about. Okay. It's mainly people that know Christ and yeah. stuff. So everything that they're feeding me is kind of stuff that I already know. It's just more reassurance. Mm-hmm. But I think that's how I do it, only because my love language is words of affirmation. So I need words. Mm. Like nothing else will help me. Like nothing mm. else really matters. I don't really like the whole hugging and comfort mm. thing. Mm. Just talk. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's how I kind of keep my mind still. Mm. Or I just, pray mm. like i might just go outside because mm. i'm angry and i'm mm. just praying mm. like i don't know it depends on the situation but it's hard to say james um when how do i control my mind yeah yeah how do you, yeah i won't say i control uh per se but what i say is i know when my mind is on a run where it shouldn't be mm. uh there's this one thing that jesus said and he said um i think the i think the this is what he said is actually in a different context, mm-hmm. but it's still applicable. Mm-hmm. He said, uh, the disciples must have been like to Jesus, uh, you're offending, what he said is offended the Pharisees. Mm. And Jesus replied by saying this, anything the father hasn't planted shall be uprooted. Yeah. So everything is a seed. Every thought is a seed. Every mm. word is a seed. Mm. So for me, anything that's in my mind that I know the father hasn't planted, I pray God uproot this mm. because you haven't planted it in my mind. Mm. So that's how I some sort of get rid of thoughts that are yeah. that shouldn't be in my mind. Yeah. Yeah, no, these are sounding really good. And obviously taking in that aspect that your mind is also determined by like your spirituality. Yeah. um, But on the flip side as well, we see like in scripture with, um, for example, Elijah, Mm. when he was in distress, he ran from Jezebel. Jezebel, yeah. Um, What God did for him is... He gave him some food and said, "Sleep." Yeah. So sometimes Sometimes you need to rest. (laughs) Just need to rest. Yeah. Yeah. Even God rested for what on a seventh day. Seventh day. Seventh day. Yeah. So that's one of the things I I genuinely, if my mind is running wild, sometimes it's good to just take a second, Mm. sit back, relax. Mm. Another thing that I think is really key um, is actually just being out, being outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just because um, that's that's what we were created for we were mm. created to live in the real world and mm. sometimes these artificial things of life mm. can make us think like everything is so complicated but yeah. you see jesus talks about in the scriptures like he says look at the birds mm. do mm. i not clothe them mm. you know what i mean or look at that no, sorry look at the lilies do mm. i not clothe them look at the birds do i not feed mm. them mm. and you know what even about that scripture it talks about how um it talks about how God feeds the sparrows, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we even see in scripture, oh, I'm trying to call it back now, but there's a specific time in scripture where we even see that a sparrow, that sparrows mm. are feeding uh, a character in the Bible. I can't remember specifically who it is. But it was in Elijah. It was. It might, yeah, it, it might, might be. Because remember when Elijah went, ran away from Jezebel and you go into it. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. So that that's exactly it. So, but what I'm basically trying to say is um, sometimes we just need to, like take a step back from mm. the artificial world, whether mm. that's social media, whether that's worries about um, you know education, job, mm. money, all of these things, mm. and just mm. look at the birds. Mm. God has fed them. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're just enjoying life, and I'm here worrying about no, you know what I mean. It's just about uni and everything. It's true. God's got us. 
yeah, want to touch on what something that you said about with Elijah, mm-hmm. and I heard that this it was basically that um, rest is actually a weapon of warfare mm. in a way where it's like even if you look at it's actually it's more of a weapon than it looks on the outside mm. because when there's chaos you just see and you rest it's they're, it's they're total opposite yeah like you know Jesus I mean? rested exactly well, Jesus exactly uh, and that was his weapon of warfare yeah do you know what I mean mm. whereas the other disciples on the boat mm. they couldn't rest yeah but they were they, panicking. They were panicking. And that's why another thing that actually helps me, when it comes to fear, th- things like fear is one, is one thing that I've, I won't say I've mastered. Mm. I've ma- I haven't mastered anything, but that's the one I've been most practical mm-hmm. of. I can't allow it to get over me. Mm-hmm. Because there's one thing that I know, and it's, where I think it's in, uh, is it either first or second Timothy, where it talks about God hasn't given you a spirit of fear, mm-hmm. yeah. but of sound mind. Yeah. And as soon as I know that, as soon as I realize that there's, I have fear, I know there's, one thing for sure, God didn't give it to me. Mm. And if God didn't give it to me, it, good, it can't be good and it can't be perfect. Yeah. Therefore, it can't be useful to me. So it yeah. has to be taken out. Yeah. Again, it has to be uprooted. Mm. So yeah, that's for me. Yeah, just to add on, me personally, yeah, the way you control your mind is what you what do you do in the first thing you wake up? Like you can't, I, I keep saying this all the time, you can't wake up early in the morning, go on TikTok, go on Snapchat, go on Instagram, go on all these social media apps, apps yeah, expect to get closer to God. You get what I'm saying? Um, whatever you put into mind is what you're going to get out. Um, that's why the Bible says that um, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. In other words, whatever you put into your heart, whatever you put into your mind is what, you, is what you're going to get out. You know what I'm trying to say? So how you control your mind is by putting God first. By saying that, you know what, today I'm going to spend time with God. I'm going to read the Bible today. I'm going to pray. Before I touch my phone here, let me do a quiet time. Let me maybe pray for 10 to 15, 30, depending on your walk with God, isn't it? Let me pray for 30 minutes before I start my day. You know what I'm trying to say? And there's a quote. It's not a scripture quote, but someone said it. It says that... Um, Time invested with God is not time wasted, but it's time invested. So when you spend time in prayer, you don't waste. It's not it's not time wasted, but it's actually time invested. So what I say is that your your very first day, what do you do in the mornings? You know what I'm trying to say? Do you do you, do you call your friend? Do you, do you call Bay? You know what I'm trying to say? Do you call? Do you do, like, do, 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 do any anything yeah before you get closer to God, or do you get to God first? You know what I'm trying to say? Is God your first point of contact? When you wake up, you get what I'm trying to say? Because some of us, yeah, as soon as we wake up, we're, we're calling up, we're, we're on FaceTime, or, or we're on thing, you get what I'm trying to say? But you should prioritise God first, you get what I'm trying to say? Me personally, what I do is that I make sure that before I wake up, even certain phone calls that people call me, I don't pick up, unless I, unless I finish praying, you get what I'm trying to say? But mm-hmm. yeah, so you have to be um, strategic with your relationship with God. If you do want to manage your mind and steer it to the, to the right direction, you have to start your day with God first. Because I remember back in sixth form, yeah, I remember... Like six from bro, I was not. This was like three, four years ago. Yeah, I remember my mind was everywhere. You know when your mind is just everywhere, it's just running. Like yeah. it's just running. Yeah. You can't stop it. And I realized the reason why I couldn't stop it is because I didn't prioritize my prayer, my prayer life with God. I wasn't praying. I wasn't doing anything. But I think COVID or lockdown, when that happened, yeah, like I got closer to God. And another was I spent time with God. I started praying. I started reading my uh, reading the Word. And I realized that my mind was in the right direction. It was very. It was like it was steered to the Word of God, and it wasn't like. My mind was, it wasn't everywhere. So one thing I'll say is that um, if, you want my, if you want your mind to stay in the right direction, yeah, always put God first. So when you wake up in the morning, make sure that you don't touch TikTok, Snapchat, Insta. You can, you can touch it if you want to, but make sure that you've got God first. You know what I'm saying? Make sure that you put God first. But yeah, that's what I'd say as well. Sorry, I just wanted to add one thing. Literally what you're saying is so key. Um, but I recognise as well, obviously people, you might be in a state where you're feeling like even just simple five minutes of Bible reading, mm. tough. Mm. Um, but what I'd say is like 
remember that it's to be honest it's not even a battle of the mind it's a war mm-hmm. you know what i mean you will have battles every single day mm-hmm. and why that's why scripture says that we should count the cost so be wise in like genuinely understanding okay what what can i do what can i do to start myself off mm. if if it's just a simple plan just to make sure you're consistent mm. just to start off and then from there you progress you move mm. but like sometimes i feel our reaction might be to say like let me go let me go into 40 days of fasting mm. and this and mm, that mm, and mm, then mm, you just fall off and go yeah, even deeper yeah, yeah, <laughs> so as much as i i will encourage like people to you know push yourself and and not be stagnant mm-hmm. at the same time don't be don't be unwise like mm. count the cost when mm. you say you're gonna go on a, mm. a 40 day fast mm. it's a 40 day yeah, fast yeah, yeah, when you yeah. say that i'm gonna read my bible for mm. 30 mm. minutes you're gonna have it's about to being disciplined that. paul talks about being self-disciplined mm. in terms of like he said i strike a blow to my body so that mm. i can bring my body down mm. i think it's in somewhere in i think that's after he talks about i become all things to my to, i become all things so i think it's to it, all men yeah it's in, like, that's in corinthians isn't it that's yes, corinthians yeah, yeah so I think that's, I think. I think so. Yeah, I think, yeah. So So in other words, Paul brings his body down. In other words, he submits his body Mm. to God's will. You Mm. got what I'm saying? And that's what the Bible says that the flesh and the spirit are always fighting. You got Mm. what I'm saying? The reality is that we're we're in a boxing ring. Mm. We have the flesh on one side and we have the spirit on one side. And it's like, whoever wins actually wins your life, if that makes sense. Mm. You got what I'm saying? So you have to, you have to, it's it's also, it's a daily battle. In other words, Mm. who do you want them to win? Do you want the flesh to win? The flesh? The flesh, if you want the flesh to win, you have to spend time with God. You have to spend time in His Word, sure. reading it. If you want the, fl- if you want the, the, the flesh, did I say the flesh or the spirit? So if you want the spirit to win, yeah, you have to spend time with God, reading the Word and praying. But if you want the flesh to win, yeah, then then bro, autom- bro, you know you don't have to do anything for the flesh to win. It will automatically do it for you. Like, that's how that's how powerful the flesh is. It will automatically, do, like bro, you that's can sit true, there, man. yeah. At home, yeah, and do nothing, yet, yeah, and the flesh will win. You got know what I'm saying? 100. But as soon as you, it's too easy, bro. Uh, bro the flesh is too easy. You can not do anything. You can you can do any, you can do nothing, yet, yeah, and the flesh will win. You got know what I'm saying? But when it comes to spiritual matters, yeah, you have to get um, disciplined in terms of your walk. Of Doesn't God. Paul talk about dis- uh, training himself like an athlete? Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's the scripture I'm talking about. And yeah. going with that analogy, as an athlete, you don't start off with the high end, like yeah. you build it up. You build yeah, it yeah, yeah, you yeah, don't yeah, just yeah, go yeah. to the gym and say, yeah. I'm going to bench yeah. 200 yeah, kilos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you start off, you build and then you, you keep on yeah. going. So, yeah. But I think to also like reassure people that may be struggling, the way I, the way I think is like, I look at the cross in terms of the battle already being done. It's just about mm. you kind of Amen. finding your way through that battle. Mm. To, uh, to overcome your problem. Mm. So even when I'm angry, when I'm upset, when I'm scared, whatever it is, I always remind myself that, to be fair, when Jesus died, he took all of this anyways. Mm. So it was gonna go. Mm. I just need to get to understanding that it's gonna go, mm. whatever yeah. feeling or problem mm. it is. Mm. Uh, one thing I also realize is that um, do not make a permanent decision by temporary circumstances. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like, that's why when you're angry in a situation, yeah, do not, do not re- retaliate. I was even thinking about this before coming here. When you're angry, do not do not retaliate. You know what I'm saying? Because some people, yeah, when they get angry at you, yeah, it's just for a temporary moment. In other words, they, they, them being angry is just for that season, that time. You know what I'm mm. saying? Maybe the next day they'll be happy. You know what I'm saying? So you don't retaliate but when it comes to like feelings because you know it's temporary. So yeah, that's one thing I realized. Do not make a permanent decision by temporary circumstances. But yeah. You see the thing about uh, the spirit fighting the flesh mm. daily. You literally basically fight 
to fight another day. Mm. You, you win to win another day. It's literally just non-stop. And the craziest thing is we actually go through warfare 24 yeah, seven. It's true. You it's might true. not actually see, see it. it. You might not mm-hmm. actually like feel like you're yeah. going where you are. Yeah. Even you not praying, it's a war. Everything, everything is warfare. Like you can be literally just watching this and thinking, oh, I'm definitely not going. You definitely are. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. It's true. It's definitely <laughs> true. <laughs> All right, cool. So the next question that I want to ask you is that, do you guys think that your mind is powerful and why? Yeah. Okay. I don't answer why though. You don't you don't answer oh, yeah. why? I, mean, I need to think. Right, cool. Bello, you go then. Do you think your mind is powerful? And if it, okay, yeah. okay, go on. I think it's the strongest thing I personally have because the enemy likes to use it so much. Mm. I think the enemy will use something he knows he can't even have like that. Like he knows how strong my brain is. So he's gonna try every single day to basically try and defeat me mm. because he wants me, mm. but he can't have me. Mm. So I feel like it's powerful. It's very powerful. Wait, what's the other part? Yeah, sorry. And why? Why is it powerful? Oh, and why? Yeah, it's powerful um, because yeah, the enemy wants to have it. Mm. There's stuff That's in true, there. Man. He knows that, like raw. Like why? Why? Why does she think like that? Like mm. why is she like that? Mm. I want to have that, but you can't mm. have it. That's why I feel like sometimes yeah, we need to, like it's. Uh, I can't lie. Yeah, like don't get me wrong here. Like. Like making fun of the enemy yeah, is quite funny, whatnot, yeah. But we also have to know our enemy. You have to say mm. one thing that you one thing I realized about Jesus is that Jesus did actually not did not mock the devil. When every time the devil came to tempt Jesus, yeah, he stood like he he he, he faced the devil like an adversary, he faced the devil like like a like an enemy. But I feel like a lot of Christians, yeah, don't get me wrong, like bro, do whatever you want on TikTok, we call it, yeah. But like sometimes <laughs> yeah, like, Christians, we mock the devil, we t- like we have fun, like we mock him, we say that he's useless. All of that, cool. Yeah, I understand. But we also have to realize that the devil's actually powerful. Like, honestly yeah. speaking, like, devil's, like the devil's actually powerful. 100%. If, if the he devil, overcomes, like, he takes people. Yeah. Like, he uses people. Yeah. If the devil, yeah, can bring one third of the angels down, yeah, it means that he's smart, he's cunning, and he's powerful as well. So, we, so we, we also have to um, see who we're fighting with. You know what I'm saying? As I said before, Jesus did not, Jesus did, did not, um, what do you call it? Did not, Jesus did not, um, <laughs> Jesus did not, um, uh, um, Jesus, what did Jesus face the devil face to face? He did not, he did not, he did not, he did not give the devil any chance. You know what I'm saying? So one thing I'll say is that face the adversary. Don't mock him. Don't don't try and make fun of him, bro. If you're fighting the devil, you use the word of God. You know what I'm saying? Mm. The word of God is able to to overcome the devil's lies, and you believing in it as well is what helps it as well. So yeah. So one thing I'll say is that overcome the devil's lies with the word of God, because the Bible says that. Um, uh, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that. Um, oh, what does the Bible say? The Bible says that uh, the, the word of God is, is like a two-edged sword. It's able to cut through anything. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So if you want to defeat the devil's lies, you have to use the word of God. And the word of God is able to cut through any single thing, any any lies with the enemy. You know what I'm so your mind is powerful, but you just have to steer it to the right way, which is the word of God. Mm. But yeah, um, I want to add, yeah, uh, on the mind. And I wanted to say, with the mind, with what you said, uh, I really wanted to add something, which was about how... Essentially, once if you give room for the devil to have your mind, he can basically it's opening a way for him to have your heart. Yeah, yeah. Because before you, something enters your heart, it's entering your, your mind. mind. Yeah. But then it has to be continuously, mm. and then it gets mm. deposited into your mind, mm. into your heart. Sorry. Mm. That's why, like as you said, from the out of the abundance of the, the heart, heart speak, the, roof, the mouth speaks. out of the from the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yeah. And one way to actually uh, 
see see how valuable your mind is is if you read Ephesians 6 where it talks about the armor mm. so it gives you a helmet of salvation mm. which basically means what it, your helmet is there to protect your head mm. when what's your head you have your mind basically mm. and it's there to cover your mind for a reason mm. your mind is actually very very valuable mm. and one thing that I found to understand is I, I just question do you guys know the name what Jesus actually means the name of Jesus Savior what does it mean Savior it means savior, but okay, yeah, it does mean savior. Essentially, it means savior. It means Yahweh is salvation, or mm. Jehovah is salvation. Essentially, Jesus is Jesus. The name Jesus means Jehovah is salvation. Mm. And so, if you look at going back to Ephesians, mm. the helmet of salvation, mm. essentially, consider it to be the helmet of Jesus or the mind of Jesus. And mm. Paul talks about how we have the mind of Christ. Mm. So, essentially, when you put on that helmet, you're meant to be thinking of heavenly things. You're meant to be thinking of godly things. You're meant to be thinking of things that are dominant, your, your mind's meant to be dominated under the things of God or the mm. things that glorify God, mm. essentially. And so what the enemy would do is he would try and basically feed you with things that are not of God. Mm. And the craziest thing that I learned is that the enemy actually doesn't know your thoughts, but mm. he will try and plant seeds. Mm. And that's, a, that's another way where you can actually discern whether you're hearing from God or not, because mm. the enemy doesn't know your actual thoughts. But mm. yeah, so um, yeah, that's what I think of. Powerful, literally powerful. I think, so when we think about the enemy, one of the, key ways um, he's identified in scripture is to be, you know, the father of lies, mm -hmm. liars. A lot of the things he does is to do with, um, with lying, with, he's also called the adversary, he's also called um, uh, the deceiver. There's so many different yeah. words to describe him. So when we think about um, the mind, um, we know that the devil wouldn't attack something that's useless, right? Yeah. And the reason he... But he attacks the mind so much is because it is it is literally the battlefield that we have as Christians. If we think of like, for example, we go from uh, Romans mm. and Romans gives the, we, we saw, sometimes call it the road to salvation where mm. it talks about um, how Jesus saved us, what our problem was, how Jesus saved us and what the solution is now. If you think about Romans 8 as, um, you know, like, yeah, Romans, maybe from, from early Romans speaking about like how we are saved physically. Mm. It talks about how Jesus died on the cross for us. And therefore, mm. if we put our trust in him, you know what I mean? We receive salvation. And then if we move on to Romans 12, mm -hmm. what we have is the mental salvation in the sense of it says we should renew our minds daily yeah. and therefore we'll, mm -hmm. be, we'll be transformed. Mm. And then if we go past that, it, it sort of talks about socially now. Mm. How does it, So if, if, we're, if we're thinking about salvation, like the point at where we're at, we're at right, right now. So we've been justified by faith, you know, because of because of what um, Jesus has done and putting our faith in him. Yeah. Yeah. This process of sanctification, mm. all, everything that's really happening right now is happening in our minds. Mm. Our spirits, we are, we are now one with, with Christ. It's mm. literally on earth right now, the battle is in our minds. So mm. yes, right, our bro. minds are incredibly important because yeah. without it, we don't have a Christian walk. Yeah. Um, right. And as I've said, like, because the devil uses lies, that's his main tool. Mm. Um, we have to be making sure that our minds are strong. Like we can fight against mm. what the Even devil is doing. Adam and Eve. And yeah, one more bro. thing that I was thinking about as well, when we read like Proverbs 4, for example, and we hear about guarding our hearts um, with all diligence, because that's where our, the, the springs of life flow. If we mm. think about it in, if, if you actually read the chapter in full, what you'll probably learn is that um, guarding our hearts is not just about protecting what yeah, like, yeah, comes yeah. in. Yeah, it's yeah. about putting the right things inside yeah, our true, hearts. Bro. So yeah, once we're, we have a fed mind, like 
with the truths of God. Pow- power yeah. is an yeah, understatement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. we can do so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why it's important to, like, always remain in your word. Mm. Because um, well, one thing my leader said to me was, like, how can you eat every day? Who? My leader. Okay, like, okay, okay. How can you eat every day but not feed your spirit? Mm. So all your, like, you can eat every day. You can wake up in the morning and go have breakfast, whatever, eat McDonald's. You feed your flesh every single day, but you don't feed your spirit. Mm. So... Obviously, not feeling your spirit is not reading the Bible and praying yeah. and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So with that is like, it will it will kind of disconnect your mind with God. It will kind of disconnect your, your mind. Will, it will lose its power, technically, mm-hmm. if you're not feeding it with the right things. Mm. Mm. So in, like, in terms of your question, it's so powerful, but it can also be so weak mm. to get it yeah, because sure. of the things that we do right. to it. Mm. Like we can weaken our own brain mm. Because but the thing we put inside, yeah, the things we put inside, how we how we feed it. Mm. So yeah, it's true. Um, just the other one as well. Yeah, I, I feel like in terms of the battle, um, why the mind is very powerful is that um, Jesus said that what if you gain the whole world, yeah, but lose your soul? Mm. And as I said, yeah, your mind is made of three components: your mind, your body, and emotions. So your mind is part of your soul. So imagine if you gain the whole world, yeah, but you lose your mind. You know what I'm trying to say? That's why a lot of people, when they've lost sure. their mind, yeah, they've lost their life. You know what I'm trying to say? Because when you lose your life, when you lose your mind, you basically lost your life because mm-hmm. your mind is part of your life. You know what I'm trying to say? That's why when someone's... That's why even in the Bible, I was reading the scripture, it says that um, it is with the mind that we serve the Lord. Mm-hmm. So in other words, if our mind's not right, that means we can't worship properly. That's why sometimes when it's our mind is so bro. distracted yeah. here, we can't worship properly. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm trying to say? It takes, it takes time for us to worship properly when we get into the, when we get into prayer, you know what I'm trying to say? That's why prayer takes time. It's a process, you know what I'm trying to say? Because mm-hmm. sometimes your mind has been so carnal, has 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 has, has has been away from God for a very long time. So what you're doing is that you're, pus- you're, you're positioning your mind into the spirit, which is to pray, to pray, to pray. That's why sometimes you pray for five minutes and you feel you still feel tired. You know, for that prayer, 10 minutes, you feel tired. But if you pray for that 15, 20, 30 minutes, you realize that now you begin to enjoy that prayer, you begin to feel uplifted and everything. You know what I'm saying? So mm. the Bible says our mind is the mind that we serve the Lord. So in other words, our mind is very powerful. That in other words, if our mind is on the right place, we can never serve God. So the way you position your mind, as I said before, is by renewing it day and night, which is by the word of God, you know what I'm saying, and, yeah, med- and by meditation as well, yeah. you know what I'm saying, but yeah, to add on to it as well, yeah, I've realised something, yeah, as James was saying, yeah, you have your conscious mind and your subconscious mind, your conscious mind is what you put in every single day, yeah, and your subconscious mind is what, um, uh, it de- like, it, it's like, a, it deposits what you fed into mind every single day into your heart, so your heart is your subconscious mind and your mind is your conscious mind. So in other words, whatever you keep putting in, yeah, the more you keep putting in every single day, yeah, is the more it's going to leak into your subconscious mind. So, mm-hmm. for example, let's say you watch pornography, like, today, yeah. When you watch pornography, when you watch pornography for the first time, yeah, it doesn't really leak into your heart because it's only in your mind. But the more you keep watching it every single day, 24-7, yeah, you realise that you cannot watch pornography. So let's say you've watched pornography for, like, three months now, yeah. Let's say you, then you take a break for, like, a week. You don't watch pornography, yeah. In other words, <laughs> that, that week that you, you, you took a break, yeah, it's going to be in your system. Why? Because you fed it into your... It's, it, it's gone into your, your conscious mind. It's now leaked into your subconscious mind. And the Bible says that that's when it's, that's when it's the most dangerous thing in your mind because once it leads into your conscious mind, yeah, now it becomes a habit. And we know one of the habits yeah. takes time to break, you know what I'm saying? That's why a lot of times people are trying to get delivered, but they can't because they've been doing something for over a period of time, yeah, and when they try to break, it doesn't break because mm. it, it's, 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 it's a habit. Now that habit's become a lifestyle, you know what I'm trying to say? So, and how you break it is by the word of God, by fasting, by prayer, and mm. those are the things how you can break it. I want to say something, yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's some, I believe it's somewhere in Psalms where it talks about 
hide in God's word in mm, your heart, right? In your heart, yeah. And so obviously, yeah. like darkness and light can't be in the same vicinity. Yeah, yeah. So I just picture it that let's say someone with, let's say a porn addiction or mm, any other addiction mm. has that in their heart because it's being constantly yeah. downloaded from their mind. Mm. And then now constant, if you constantly download the word of God, mm. only one's going to come out a winner because mm. one is sharper than any two-edged sword. Mm, mm, mm. So that's why I see that if you constantly, even if you're going through a battle, constantly renew mm. like with, with, with your word, keep on being in your word, mm. keep on being in your word because mm. eventually that darkness will flee, bro. Because mm. how, how, can, how can the word of God, which is sharper than any other two-edged sword, mm. come out and lose, bro? Mm. It's part of a weapon of warfare, yeah, bro. Yeah, it can't lose. The Bible, John says, I think in John, John chapter one, it says, and... Uh, darkness c- cannot overcome light. Mm. So light always has to win. Mm. You always have to be victorious if mm. God has mm. equipped you to be. Mm. And you decide, you choose, it's, it's your own choice anyway, mm. if you want to use the word of yeah, God. But here's God saying, here, use it. That's mm. your freedom. The verse does say, choose this day you serve. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you have to either choose, either choose God or you choose um, your own self, yourself, which is your flesh. And also to add on as well, the word of God is also like, it's also like a detergent. A detergent, in other words, that detergent is able to cleanse everything away. In other words, let's say that, okay, this might be a mad analogy. Let's say that you haven't cleaned your toilet for three months, right? It's an analogy. <laughs> I, I don't think no one has ever gone to that period of time. But but let's say that you haven't cleaned your toilet for three months, isn't it? When you use a detergent, yeah, it takes away, not only does it take away the the, um, the dirtiness anyway, it takes away the bacteria as well. Mm-hmm. And that's what the Word of God is able to do. It's able to take out every single thing that's in our mind. But one thing that the Word of God doesn't do is that it doesn't erase our memories, but it actually cleanses our memories. So in other mm-hmm. words, your memory is going to still be there. But what you do is that you, you, you believe that what God's words, what God is saying is more important than what's happened to you in the past. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So in other words, you can never erase. That's why when you, when you come to Christ here, yeah, your past does not get, well, your, your memory does not get erased. But what happens is that it cleanses it. So in other words, it, it makes you a new creation. You know what I'm saying? That's why one thing that the devil also uses is that he uses what you've done in the past to bring you down. You know what I'm saying? You use your past to bring it down because he knows that that's, that's, that's a way that he can lower your, your relationship with God. In other words, if he can bring you down here, yeah, then that means that he has your mind. You know what I'm saying? So one thing that you also have to believe is that you have to believe the word of God and say that the Bible says that, um, behold, I am made new. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Says, if, I'm in, if anyone comes to Christ, a new creation, new the creation. old has come. So in other words, you have to renew your mind every single day with the word of God. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.